Welcome to the HBK High Performance Podcast with Michael B. Ross, a podcast designed to help leaders develop the character, skills, and passion needed to lead fulfilled and impactful lives. Here's Michael. Well, good day to you, my friend. I'd like to welcome you to the HBK High Performance Podcast. I hope the sun is shining and the birds are chirping in your life, and I hope all your dreams are coming true. Before we get started, I'd like to mention, if you hear one good thought, one good phrase, one good quote, or one good idea from this podcast, I would like to ask you to put that thought, phrase, idea, or quote into absolute immediate action. It is the application of your education that is going to make the biggest difference in your world. And I don't want you to be one of those people who look back on their life with regret. The research shows that 85% of people look back on their life with significant regret. And the number one regret is that I did not live a life true to who I knew I should be. I instead live my life based on the expectations of others. If you hear something that compels you, take action. Don't worry about what other people are going to think, how they're going to feel, how they're going to judge you. Take action and you won't live with regret. Diversity is with everyone, no matter of the race, color, creed, gender. We're all diverse. Why? Because each of us has a unique experience in growing up, in where you grew up, who you grew up with, the philosophies that were passed to you in your home. Everybody is diverse. But when you break it into also race, color, creed, gender, you start to get extra perspective, a different perspective on top of that, where people of different ethnic backgrounds are not treated sometimes the same as those in other ethnic backgrounds, depending on your country, depending on your upbringing. It could be a very bad experience or a very good experience. So most important thing I want to mention as a leader is we have to be aware culturally and socially aware that everybody is diverse. Because when we bring up diversity, everybody's mind instantly goes to race, color, creed, gender. We have to instead go, diversity is universal. It is ubiquitous. Everybody is diverse. And we need to celebrate that. Important to leadership and diversity is that you have a wondrous spirit. Now, what does a wondrous spirit mean? It means somebody who is like a child in learning, that you want to find out what's it like to be you? What's it like to be them? What's it like to be over there? What's it like to be here? To have a wondrous spirit where you're always looking to learn and grow and and to share in other people's experiences. One thing I like to do, I love hearing people's stories. I love to hear how people got to where they are. What's the story they want to tell five years from now? Every time we do an introductory session with one of our new clients, I always ask that. You know, what's the story you want to tell five years from now? What's the story you want to tell three years, one year, 20 years down the road? What's the story you want to tell your kids, your grandkids about your life? Not just about your business. That's a part of it. That's a, that's a very important part of it, but it's just a part of it. What's the story you want to tell? Have a wondrous spirit. And cultivate a wondrous spirit within your culture. Because it's in that that we can start to bridge the gaps in diversity. Another important note to make is I'm not after leadership and diversity from the standpoint of making sure we're aware of diversity. Is It's making diversity work for us. Which has to be the word inclusion. 
We're not just simply looking to be aware of diversity and to make sure that we have affirmative action in place. This is about inclusion. So many, many people of different race, color, creed, or ethnic background feel like they're just a number in an organization. They're not really included in many of the projects where how awesome could projects be if you include people that have a unique background, a unique set of experiences, a unique set of innovative thoughts that they could add to a project that you're on. Think about what could happen if people in your organization of different race, color, creed, or gender are talking to one another to see each other's points of view. It's not just the white guys, the black guys, the Hispanics, the Asians, and the females, the males, the transgenders, whatever it may be in your organization, just getting them to accept one another. It's, it's trying to learn and grow from one another that creates inclusion. You have to have a safe and you have to have a healthy environment in order to do that. Now, I've got six steps that you can infuse in your culture or six areas that you can infuse in your culture to make sure that you get the most out of the diverse demographical backgrounds that you have in your organization. The first one is this. You gotta have curiosity. I, I had already said wonder, but curiosity. That we always should be curious about people's stories, their history, their background, their race, their color, their creed, their gender, their family upbringing, the nuclear structure, structure of each other's families, their people's goals, their dreams, their wants, their desires. You'll find those to be vastly diverse in your organization. But you gotta be curious enough and get outside of your own head to ask those questions. I ask the question all the time, how well do you know your people? Know comes from a Greek word, gnosko, which means to have intimacy with, to be really connected with. Many leaders don't know the people in their organization. And so it's hard to cultivate curiosity with the rest of your team if you aren't curious about your team. Next one is cultural intelligence. This also has to do with being socially smart and the way you communicate to other race, color, creed, gender, not to be offensive and to be careful that you're not offensive in your language. Now, that, this can be hard because sometimes if, for example, for me as a white middle-aged male, when I'm around different races, color, creeds, genders, I'm sometimes in the back of my mind thinking, I got to be extra careful so they don't think that I am against their race, color, creed, gender, where I need to just be I need to be culturally intelligent to know a lot about the different race, color, creeds, and genders, and then speak out of intelligence instead of worrying whether or not I am going to say something that offends somebody to come to stand from a place of cultural intelligence. Now, how, here's how you do that. Peter Senge in 2005 came out with a published paper called The Learning Organization, and that is that organizations should educate and constantly educate. Diversity, leadership and diversity isn't a one-time conversation where you have one time a year, you're going to have this conversation, it's going to be awkward, people are going to be sweating in the room and no one's going to know what to say. No, cultural intelligence is constant learning, constant growth. To have people from different demographical backgrounds share their stories. You could do lunch and learns once a month where people share their stories. You could pass out articles and uh, distribute those amongst your team and ask people to read them and give you feedback and have a forum where people can type and talk or text and share their thoughts about 
the different cultural backgrounds that we have. So cultural intelligence is an ongoing process, an ongoing process of learning that you have to practice as the leader, but also pass on to your team and make it a real light, light topic. It, it shouldn't be a heavy topic. We should be able to talk to each other and say, hey, like I'm white, hey, you're white, hey, you're black, hey, you're Asian, hey, you're Latino. I mean, why can't we just talk about these things openly and honestly without feeling like we're going to offend somebody if we don't say the right thing? If we do, however, say the wrong thing, we should be able to help to gently remind each other that that could be offensive if you say that in that way. Next is collaboration. This is where diversity becomes beautiful. When we are intentional about working together, specifically working together with our demographical backgrounds in mind. That I'm going to actually put people together from different backgrounds, make us get outside of our comfort zone to work together. One thing I want to tell you is there is something in psychology called the mirroring principle. I wish they'd teach this in schools from the time kids are little. It would help to eradicate some of the misnomers that we have when it comes to racism. Here's what the mirroring principle is. If I, Michael Ross, was put into a room and there was a group of Asians here and groups of Latinos over here and a group of African Americans over here and a group of white people over here, when I walk into the room, my natural propensity, because of the mirroring principle, is to go with those who look like me. It's the mirroring principle. I see something in the mirror that looks like me and I am, I am naturally in my subconscious attracted and, and I'm magnetized towards that group. So now that I'm aware of that, I can walk into a room and go, I'm not, I'm not interested in being magnetized to those who look like me. I want to instead just see where the best conversation is and let that magnetize me. But natural propensity is for all of us is to migrate towards those who look like us, they talk like us, they think like us. So we have to get past the looks and get into the other things that would attract us to deeper things. So we have to be intentional about collaboration. Remember the mirroring principle. The next thing is commitment. To be committed to always having a constant ongoing conversation about diversity and inclusion. And we don't let it die. As soon as we stop giving the disciplines, this is where projects and organizations begin to fail. It's called the state of stagnation. And when we get there, we fail. So we have to have an ongoing commitment. We're never going to stop talking about diversity and inclusion. Be committed in your organization. Let everyone know. We bring up awkward conversations here. That's part of our culture. We bring up awkward conversations. And that's okay. We want to be a little bit uncomfortable because we're never going to be perfect this side of the world. So making sure that we constantly are committed to this topic. And then courage. Everybody's got to develop courage in this area. And the reason we do it inside where it's safe is because, just like a family, we want all of our kids to fail as much as possible inside of our house. Why? Because they, that develops courage to get back up and to keep fighting, to face the fire once again. If we develop diversity and inclusion in our organizations, well, we can develop courage then to speak out in greater society, to be able to bring up the topics in other organizations of our clients, of our customers, to be able to let the world know that 
if they're having problems with inclusion, that that isn't going to put them in the best position to succeed. That if, as a nation, we're not aware and open to diversity and inclusion, we're not doing something right. We're keeping freedoms from certain people groups, and that's not right. So we have to have the courage to be able to stand up and, and to bring it up. Now, the last thing is we need to be cognizant. Cognition is, is about awareness and an intelligent awareness. So making sure that we are cognizant always about where we are, who we are, excuse me, who, who we are, where we are, what's wrong, and how can the problem be solved. So cognizant always in every environment that we're in, that diversity and inclusion are a very important part of culture and it's a very important part of growth in any organization. If you think about the way demographics break down, closing yourself off to becoming a true integrated or inclusive organization is going to hurt your business. Just being focused on one demographical background you are going to limit the amount of products and services that you can offer to the world. You're going to limit yourself in creativity and ingenuity. You're going to limit yourself to being able to expand to different parts of the world. So make sure that you don't just look at diversity and inclusion as something you need to make sure you check off the box so you can be, so you can be socially accepted by everyone's going to give you a clap and say, oh, you do diversity and inclusion training. No, no, no. It's got to be more than that. It's got to be weaved into the very fabric and the fiber of your culture. And it takes a lot of work to do this, but I promise you the reward for this is so much greater than just monetary gain. You're going to build relationships. You're going to learn history. You're going to learn stories. You're going to get recipes. You're going to learn languages that you never thought you would. Make sure that you spend some time diving into this topic for you and your culture. Pass it on. Go get them. Thank you for the honor of your attention. I hope this was beneficial to you today, and I can't wait to talk to you next time on the HBK High Performance Podcast. Be sure to take immediate action on the ideas that compelled you from today's podcast. For information about the courses, resources, and services available from HBK High Performance, visit hbkln.com.